You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekweme. Father, we lay into heart to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. We acknowledge you to have been the doer. We commit and consecrate and dedicate again this great mandate into your loving hands. We decree and declare it shall be heat free, stress free, sweat free. Because it's placed again in your awesome hands. You are able to keep what will come into your trust even to the utter end. We give it the praise and the glory. In Jesus' wondrous name we have prayed. Still standing, turn together with me to Acts 8. Acts chapter number 8, if you would also. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 19. Acts chapter number 1 verse 8. Shall we as a family read together very quickly? 1, 2, 3, go. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the most part of the earth. Amen. Glory to God. Second Corinthians 5, 17, 18, 19. If you're there, shout, yes, I am. Let's read together again. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. For an assignment tonight, becoming a living witness for Jesus. A living witness for Jesus. Father, thank you for blessing this gathering, blessing the reading of your word. I beseech you again to bless the teaching and perhaps the preaching of the self-same word. Take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven. Anoint the lips and the tongues of clear of the seventh son of yours. That tonight I will come to your people with a thus said the Lord. I hide myself behind the cross. I decree that you increase. Lord, I decrease that you voice alone will be heard through my vocal cords. As always, we vow to give you alone the praise, the glory, the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name we have prayed. Somebody shout a big, big amen. amen. You may be sitting very comfortably in God's wonderful presence. Becoming a living witness for Jesus. That's the desire of the Lord for every one of his children. That we may become living witnesses. That our lives, whether in speech or in act, 
will be a means to witness of his love to those who are around us. Dear beloved, you will agree with me that the just concluded three days revival of flames was simply a mighty move of God from the throne of grace to this great house. I saw it as yet again another expression of the love of the Father to further again fulfill the spoken word over us on recalibrating and realigning us back to his very, very heartbeat. His very, very heartbeat. Returning back to our first love. Of a truth, the Lord truly loves this house and is very, very eager to keep us on the straight and on the narrow pathway. The only way anybody can go through the straight and the narrow pathway is to be devoid of any excess luggage. Any excess luggage. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 1, that we are to, uh, 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 we are to lay aside uh, every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us. And we are to run the race that is set before us with patience. We are to lay aside. Wherefore, seeing we have a cloud of witnesses. Who are they? The people spoken about in Hebrews 11. Those great people of faith. They are a cloud of witnesses watching over us. Uh, to whom, uh, presumably, the baton of the 11th hour has been placed in our hands, watching to see that we'll run well and finish the course well, because our finishing well will also be a benefit for those who ran in the earlier part of the day. So we see the love of the Lord shown in many ways to us as a global family, just to remind you of that. Beloved of the truth, many testimonies have begun to trickle in. A few people have sent me up different personal witness of what happened to them particular yesterday said she was literally a missionary from her university days but along the way uh, in the in the in the course of life and doing life and life can be quite interesting uh, that the major can become minor and the minor can become major if care is not taken so the bible challenges us that we're to take heed to the things we've been taught aforetime uh, lest they slip from us that means truth can become quite slippery Spiritual truth can be slippery, except you make the efforts to really lay hold on things you've been taught aforetime. They can crack or slip through the cracks, and we must constantly challenge ourselves to hold fast the things the Lord has taught us aforetime. It's very interesting to know that we are in what we have come to understand to be in not only the last days, but the last of the last days. The last days began when, on the day of Pentecost, Joel the prophet prophesied that these things shall happen on the last day. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And we saw that begin to happen in the day of Pentecost. Now, Pentecost happened 2,000 years ago, whatever thousand years ago. Uh, that means if that was the last day beginning then, then we are closer to the last of the last days today. Praise the Lord, somebody. And we see from the book of Revelation, that the devil understands that he's running out of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 he, 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 while God is, God has kept his best for the last. Yeah, yeah. The best of glory, right? He saved for the last. Like manner also, the devil has also kept his worst for the last. So, in the last of the last days, he's out of fury, out of panic. He's throwing his very, very worst weapons upon the face of the earth. And the intent is to possibly close the gap and to lure as many people with him to hell. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord somebody. But, but I, I'm glad to announce to you that the very intention and desire of a heavenly father is that all men may be saved. That all men may be saved. Beloved, uh, the issue of hell is not, a pretty, is not a pretty thing to think about. 
whilst we hardly hear sermons on, on heaven, on hell being preached in our pupil today, possibly people believe when you preach hell and heaven, people get scared, stop coming to church, whatever it is. But the truth is that truth, when it is spoken well, always liberates. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't scare you, it liberates. It said, you will know the truth, and the truth you know will make you free, will liberate you. Praise God. So we must strive to proclaim the entirety of the gospel. That's why I was so glad in the past few days we opened our ears, our heart to what I consider is the heartbeat of the Father now, which is his desire and intention that all men may be saved. The Bible declares in Second Peter chapter number three, verse nine. Second Peter three, verse nine. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. <laughs> That's the love of the Father. He's not slack. He has a promise, right? As men, as some men count slackness, but is, oh boy, long suffering to us, Lord. He waits long. He extends the rope as far as he can extend the rope. Praise the Lord. He's long suffering to us, Lord, not willing that any should perish. Any. Any. For God so loved the entire world, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This is the desire. This is the heartbeat of the Father. Beloved, once God has done everything, and I mean everything based on scripture, that is possible for every human being to be saved, born again, and spend their eternity with Christ, listen carefully, it will not happen until a few chain reaction happens on the earth. How will they hear except a preacher be sent? Right? So the first chain is that somebody must preach the gospel on the earth. The angels don't have the call to preach the gospel. Even in the first century church, when it was time for Cornelius to be saved, Acts 10, an angel had to visit him and send him to Simon Peter in Joppa. Simon Peter had his own divine encounter where he saw the heavens let loose and a, 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 a basket let loose from heaven and so on and so forth. He got the instruction to leave where he was to go to where Cornelius was to preach the gospel. I mean, this is the chain reaction of angels. Speak to Cornelius, then to Peter. In my mind, why did that angel that spoke to Cornelius not preach to Cornelius? Because it's not given for angels to preach the gospel. Konegada. Right. It's a mystery given to the believers. As a matter of fact, when believers preach the gospel, it's so mysterious, it's so profound to them that I believe that they listen and they pick to hear what we are saying and watching how God confirms what we say. It's a mystery to them, to angels. They're not called to preach. So if that's the case, it means that it's only human beings here who have been born again that have the privilege and the right to be a witness to other people. That places tremendous responsibility upon the saint as ambassadors. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we are ambassadors of Christ. We have received from him the ministry, first and foremost, 
of reconciliation. Then the word of reconciliation. That means we have what it takes to reconcile all men back to God. The word reconcile is an accounting term. When the bank sends you the bank statement, what you do in your office is to reconcile what you have documented with a bank statement. Some things will go into what was in the bank statement. Some will come this way. So at the end of the day, there is a balancing of accounts. In a like manner also, what it means to reconcile men to God is to bring them to show them what God has done for them. To see that God, man, Jesus, became the sin that they were. That they could in turn, when they received Jesus, become the righteousness that God is. That reconciliation. So by the time the account is reconciled, a sinner becomes a saint. Now, take it, it's a mystery. What happens? The account that was in the red becomes balanced. So the person can now stand before God without a sense of guilt or condemnation being justified by the blood of Christ. And that word justification means just as if I never sinned. But that privilege is given by believers. Track with me. But you see, that privilege is time bound. In the sense that it is only those who are alive that can hear the gospel. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord somebody. So this is tremendous responsibility and privilege given every believer. It's not given to the fivefold ministers only of the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, and the pastor. No, it is a task for the church, for every believer. Look at the Great Commission in Mark 16, 15. Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Ha. He that believeth, so condition now is, you preach to all, but they have the responsibility to respond to your preaching. They must believe. If they're going to be saved, right? And they that believe and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. We don't follow signs. Signs follow the believer. But in our day and age, believers are following signs. They are looking for the latest prophet and the latest priest who reveal their future and their past to them. We are to follow Christ and signs follow us. Praise God, somebody. These signs shall follow logic. Hallelujah. What are they? In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. What? They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. When I read this, I see that God did not send you without empowering you. Oh, 
There is no nation that is responsible that sends their soldiers to war at their own expense. So God has sent you into this business of evangelism, soul winning with a backing. He said to them, when I sent you out in twos, did you lack anything? So, the sender is the backer. You must know that. You must know that you are sent. You know, when you don't know you are sent, you can think you are the went one, and if you are the went one, you have no backing support. But if you know you are sent, the one who sent you is committed to your well-being. These are things he gave you. You lay hand upon the sick. If at all you drink any deadly thing along the way, it shall do you no harm. Aye. Somebody shout, I am sent. Hallelujah. See what happened in verse 20. Mark 16, 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. He wasn't working for them. He was working with them and confirming the word with signs following. So God said, I will work with you. I've already commissioned you. I've already commanded you. You now go. As you go, the power will be made available. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, a car that is parked stationary uh, with the engine running is it, not, 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 not in motion. It has stored all potential energy until the wheels begin to loosen up and begins to move. Then what was potential becomes kinetic. Motion has, has kicked in there. Likewise, oh yeah, 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 yeah. As believers, we have been endued with so much potential energy. Capacity for signs and wonders. Capacity for miracles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Capacity to walk in dimensions of open health breakthroughs. Praise the Lord, somebody. You know, but, but the power is activated at what? As we go. Bible says concerning the lepers that as they went, they were cleansed. Hallelujah. So the power is where? In the going. So as they went everywhere preaching, the Lord was working with them. Wow. And confirming the word with signs followed. If you want to see the power of God unleashed in your life, we must be willing to go. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I help you? Jesus Christ is the light of the church. The pastor is not. You are not. Jesus is the light of the church. But he has called you and I not to light up the church. To light up the world. Matthew 5, 13 and 14 says you are first and foremost the salt of the earth. And then you are the light of the world. We are raised by God to bring savour, to bring taste, to bring preservation. That's what Saul does. <laughs> to a dying world. We, as sons of light, are called to light up our world. 
The same about mountain. Some say to a mountain. Whatever mountain we call it. But in our sphere of influence, we are to serve as salt, bring taste, bring savour, bring preservation, then bring light. Hallelujah. 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 Beloved, it's very important to I, I, I identify a few things in this service. Number one, to thank the Lord for the great impact that those three days Rebel of Flame had on us as a people. It's evident that every heart who is sincere, who is sincere underscore, um, has been reignited again with a renewed desire and love to fulfill this great commission mandate given to the church. It's a great desire. It's an awakening. It's an arising. It's a great understanding that this really is the main syllabus of the church. I will buttress from now in the next few days that being a minister or being a witness is not an exclusive preserve of any believer, but for all believers. Just like praying is not an exclusive preserve of some people who are in the prayer band of the church. Evangelism team. No, sir. Every believer is called to pray. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. So prayer is a common denominator of the church. Not for some people. Some department, some I hope. No, 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 no. It's for the church. When prayer meets the call, it's not for a section, it's for the church. Likewise, when there is a call for witnessing, evangelism is not for a section, it's for the church. Every believer a minister, every believer a witness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Timothy was a pastor over a church of Ephesus. Apostle Paul wrote to his son Timothy and said to him, You do the work of an evangelist. Though you are a pastor, this work of an evangelist is critical and key. If souls must be rescued from going to hell, there must be a preacher sent. The chain is this, a preacher is sent, he preaches, Faith comes, Romans 10, 17. By virtue of faith, they can respond to faith by inviting Christ to their life. But it begins by one ascent. Praise the Lord, somebody. We don't have to hear one voice to send us. We're already sent. Matthew 28, Mark 16, we're sent. Somebody said, I am sent. Somebody said, I am sent. So the main syllabus of the church is so winning. And I trust God. That God will fully realign our hearts to this heartbeat of the Father. Beloved, the Bible speaks of the believer bearing fruit in John 15. And there are two major aspects of fruit bearing for the believer. Number one, which is the obvious, go to Galatians 5. It speaks about the fruits of the Spirit. There are nine of them. The nine fruits of the Spirit. In order for a believer to bear fruit, listen carefully, because fruit 
is not the same thing as gifts. A gift can be received overnight, but a fruit is indicative of a process and maturity. Right? If you see a mango on a tree, it should tell you two things. That mango went through a process. Seedling, tree, then the fruit there, process. But also, it tells you it's matured. But also, it tells you that the tree is healthy. Three things. So, a fruit speaks of a process. It speaks of maturity. But also speaks of health. When you see a fruit on a tree, you say, oh, that tree is healthy, is mature, is been through a process. Fruit of the Spirit. That's why the fruit of the Spirit, they are developed. The word for them is develop. Character, love, joy, peace, patience, faith, long-suffering. They're developed. And when God is developing you in those fruits... They're not the most uncomfortable seasons of your life. But they will yield a peaceable fruit of righteousness when you go through the process. A man who says, Lord, give me patience, but cannot wait. I want to learn patience, but cannot wait. That's a contradiction. The prayer for patience is a prayer of some measure of delay. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord somebody. So, we leave that aside, the nine fruits of the Spirit, the long Galatians. But the other fruit that is very, very critical for the believer is the, quote-unquote, don't get me wrong, just for the sake of analogy, the reproduction of yourself by being involved in the process of the salvation of another believer or another person. Right? So when you are engaged with God to share the love of Christ, wherein another person is born again into the family, you've bought fruit. Read John 15, 1 to 7, 1 to 8. So bless you. I want to underscore again that one of the greatest sources of joy in this life, please listen, is to be able to be used by God to share the love of Jesus with somebody who is unsaved and to be able to lead them to Christ. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 I can't explain it, but something wakes up within you. You know, it is the same joy that happens when a new baby is born into a family. Something new happens. Oh, boy. You see, when you are in a church family where babies are not being born regularly and often, there's not as much excitement and joy as ought to be. But when babies, souls, are born again regularly, oh boy, it re-energizes the whole church family. Hello, somebody? So, if people are not being born again in a church family, after a while, the atmosphere becomes stale and stiff. That excitement, that adventure of something new happening, it, it, it begins to weigh. So, for souls to get born again, does not only excite you and bring you joy as an individual, but it also brings added joy to the family spiritual that they are planted. 
babies are born. But the beauty is this. Heaven throws a party. Oh boy. Not when you buy a car or buy a house. No. When one soul is saved, the heavens, they throw a party. So there's so much rejoicing. So the joy you have when you are availing yourself as a vehicle to share the love of Christ is the love of the joy that heaven is, is enjoying. They give you a measure of it. So somebody once said that being used by God to witness to somebody gives you a slice of heaven on earth. You don't know what until you begin to witness the love of Christ. And you see, my, my focus this night is to simplify and demystify what it means to be a witness. What it means to be a witness. First and foremost, the word witness, it, 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 it gives itself away. A witness is somebody who is privy to a first-hand information of an event or of a person who has the legal standing in a court of law to be a witness of what he or she saw and was a part of. So a witness has a first-hand information or encounter. But let me not go there. Let me not go there first. I'm going ahead of myself. Let me say this. If we are not deliberate, please listen, to engage this fire that God has begun to ignite in our hearts in the past few days, God forbid, God forbid, the enemy will cause the fire to wane. But God forbid, not on our watch. Not on our watch as men who are watchmen. And the easiest way for the fire to wane, listen, is if you and I don't engage. Somebody say, I will engage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What I mean by engage is this, you are going to become deliberate, going to become intentional, going to become practical about doing something with what you heard. In other words, we're telling ourselves, we are not just going to be hearers only, but I'm going to go out and do something about this thing. My heart is stirred. Am I working already in my heart? I know I should be witnessing. I know it's very, very important to God. I know it's the supreme task of the church. So I'm going to do something about it. Now, when you engage, it becomes an exciting thing to do. And when you engage again, after a while, it becomes a part of your lifestyle. But if all we do is to hear it and say, oh, wow, wow. Uh, you allow just guilt strip for three, four weeks and wish and hope the season of all this thing of witness thing, oh, oh, so, so, let it pass away, get a match, another thing again, pass away so it can cool down, is dangerous. The intent of the fire is not to make you guilty and cool down. No, the intent is to revive you so you can engage and make it a lifestyle. Begin with daily checking your diary. Asking yourself, who in my list, who in my calendar, my phone book is not born again? 
Begin with sending texts and inviting people to church. Begin with sending money to transport them to church. Engage. Engage. And I trust God that this church family will massively, in a very mega way, engage in this sound. Because this is a habit of revival. What are we revived for? To one end. To one end. Is that men may come into the fold and be set ablaze. So we need to be strategic. Not to be hearers only, but doers of the word of God. I want you, beloved, where you're seated right now. You know, we've had three days, we got excited. Prophecy, the man shouted, just stared us up. But we want to be very practical. How do I witness? What do I do? What do I say? Where do I go? How do I, how do, I do it? To surprise you that the believers of this day and age don't know how to witness. And it's okay. Probably have not been taught before. In a way, you ought to be taught. So we'll teach it. Hallelujah. 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 The implication of the witness is that you already have an encounter with the person or with the event you're said to be a witness to. Right? Praise God. Very important. In other words, a first-hand partaker of something. Only he or she can be a witness. In other words, listen carefully, don't miss this. Nobody can effectively be a witness of something you are unsure of. If you're unsure of your salvation, you can't witness your salvation. And this night, if you're unsure of your salvation, you can be. By praying a simple prayer of faith, sincerely, Inviting Jesus to your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. First John 1 1 to 2. Speaking about the disciples, John the Apostle began to write about how they have been partakers of the word of the Lord. Here they, they witness now. First John 1 1 to 2. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard. Somebody say here. Oh, come on, church. That's weak. Somebody say here. Praise God. Which we have seen. Somebody say seen. With our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled. Somebody say handle. Of what? The word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it. Here now. And bear what? Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. What do you bear witness? The things you've seen, you've heard, you've touched. They were not in doubt of what they were saying. They were first-hand partakers of the word of life. They touched it, it healed them. They handled it, it turned them around. They saw it, it changed their life. Changed their marriage and destiny, changed their health, changed their marriage, changed their life. So they can talk about, I have, 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 have a witness. I'm a witness of what? I encountered Jesus. He turned my life around. So the first thing to know about a witness, now look at, let's look at verse 3, same chapter. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
Look at Acts 4.20. Acts 4.20. Just showing people who have borne witness of Christ and his word. For we cannot speak. Sorry, we cannot but speak. The things which we have seen and heard. The, the high priest tried to quieten Peter and John for proclaiming the gospel. No, no, no. So we can't keep quiet. We're, we're set ablaze. We've, we've touched this thing. We've handled it. It's too real to, to confuse us to keep quiet. Look at Acts 4.13. Acts 4.13. To show you what is the credential for you to be a witness. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They were ignorant men. They were not educated. That means, what in the natural could discredit you does not discredit you as a witness. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. What men say is a limitation is not your limitation. As long as you are a man who has a genuine encounter with God, you are qualified to be a witness. Oh boy. So the number one <laughs> qualification to be a witness is have you encountered him? So the more encounters you have with him reinforces the weight of your witness. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, if you look at the Gospels, Jesus first and foremost called the disciples to be with him. That's a pattern. As they spend time with him, wow, we're going somewhere. He now in turn breathed upon them, discipled them, he taught them, but the time came when he sent them away. To do what? To witness. In twos. In companies of twos. He did not send them away prematurely. It was after moments of being with him. He knew they had what it takes to go out to be a witness. He released them. Does that not remind you of the gear system of logic maybe somewhere we've not fully maximized that gear system to what to gather to what equip train and what activate empower then what oh boy and release and release and there's cycles of the gear system going on at every time in one level or the other. Somebody is being gathered, somebody is being equipped, somebody is being somebody being, just like that. Cycles of gear, right? But the point is, God never intended for there to only be a gathering only. If we gather alone, gathering will be the purpose of gathering will be abused and misused. We were gathered to him to be equipped by him. It's a training center. It's an apostolic house. It's a school. We were equipped to be ultimately activated, breathed upon by the Holy Ghost. And then what? Released. As what? As ambassadors.
ambassadors of Christ. Woo! Hallelujah. I see ambassadors of Christ being released from this house in this season, in this third year, to different spheres of the economy. Joseph's are on the rise. Daniel's, Nehemiah's, restorers of the world, Esther's, Deborah's, warrior women, they're on the rise. Praise God, somebody. So you will show up in the hospital as an undercover doctor, but you are a priest. Quote, unquote. With your stethoscope, there is a renewed understanding that you are a witness. So you go beyond the line of duty of medical science. <laughs> Praise God. As a banker, you are in the banking hall, but beyond being a banker, you know I'm a witness. The people you encounter as you exchange communication, you are a witness. As one called to be a fisher of men, you understand that every fisherman requires a bait to catch fish. In like manner also, as a fisherman, as a believer, who now know that your primary role is a witness, though a doctor, though a nurse, though an accountant, though a banker, though a politician, you're a witness, you're an ambassador of Christ. Right, what you do is, you are constantly engaging in communication and looking for a bait, throwing, throwing that thing, looking for where you can get in and share the love of Christ. In, in a most non-confrontational way. Praise God. Praise God. Just in a matter of, of conversation. You see, you have to be deliberate and intentional, otherwise you won't do it. With your mechanic. With the person who drives you. With the person who serves you in the house. Just, just simple, everyday conversation that will lead you to that point. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Praise God. I mean, look at John 4. Look at the conversation Jesus Christ had with the woman by the, by, by the well, a Samaritan woman by the well. Very, very simple, just a dialogue. Where's your husband? How are you? Oh, you have five? No, no, you know. But, but before he knew it, he spoke about, you think I was asking for water? I'm paraphrasing now. That if you knew who was here, you asked me for water and I will give you that will never run dry. You'll never thirst again. That's the gospel there. Praise God, somebody. Praise God, somebody. Beloved, salvation is the greatest gift God has given to mankind. And sometimes, because we don't know the value of a gift, we won't appreciate it as we ought to. But it's a mystery and a miracle for a spirit that was hitherto dead. To encounter the Lord by way of a word, the gospel, the good news, that redirects the course, eternal course, of that soul. To move that person from death to life is amazing. Somebody once said, that you think if we knew the cure for HIV, we'll not tell the world about it. But he said, but we know the cure for death. Is Christ. We ought to tell the world about it. The answer to death is life. And he's the life. John 14, 6. He's the way, the truth, and the life. You don't know how powerful the gospel is in your mouth. So simple, so profound. It has the power and the ability to change hearts as they believe it. 
the gospel. Apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord. It's the power of God unto salvation. The gospel. Beloved, the Bible declares in 2 Corinthians 5.17 If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. All things have become new. And all things have become of what? Of God. Listen. That is not God trying to repair your old life. Pan a bit you in the, in the garage. No, sir. It's not a makeover. Uh, it's not mascara. It's not eyelashes. Not Peruvian, Brazilian, Igbo, Alsa, wig. No. Praise God. This is a complete brand new you emerging. Nothing compared to who you were before that. If any man, so any man can be in Christ. And if you're in this room this night, you can't be a witness of what you don't know or who you don't know. The first step is to secure your eternal well-being. Do you know, Pastor Kenny, there are pastors who have been preaching for years who are not born again. Sounds funny. It's true. They've been preaching. Not born again. After 30 years, they say, okay, ah, let me give my life to Christ. What's waiting for 30 years? Religion. Being long enough in a good church doesn't change you. No, 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 no. You know, it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's therapy. Two years, three years, four years, I'm getting better. No, 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 it's not, no, no, no. You, you have to become born again. John 3, 1 to 3, you must be born again. <laughs> How are you born again? To understand that the power of salvation is in your mouth, in your heart. No, 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 skip here. Romans 10, verse 8, 9 and 10. With your heart, you must believe. Believe what? Believe that Jesus Christ came, died for you, and rose again. For you personally. Not just generic for the whole world. For you. Number two. You make a proclamation, a confession, a declaration. That that Jesus who came for you the whole world. Is now your own Lord and Savior. It's not therapy. Your soul is rebirthed. Old things are passed away. Old. All things are made new from that point. Not just that. All things have become of God. What a wonder. It's a mystery. Continue on Sunday on this pathway. But I want to just demystify what it means to be a witness. A witness is one who stands to declare what you saw, what you touched, what you tasted, what you handled. If you are born again, listen to me, you have a testimony. Right? You have a testimony. Your conversion. Who shared the gospel to you? What happened to you? How do you change? Now, now the first simple way to be a witness is simply share your testimony. Some people don't know when they got born again. They possibly are not. I mean, you can't tell when a child was born into the family. What's the birthday? It's just, it's just it's our son. When was he born? He's just our son. Ah, uh -uh. uh, is he a spirit? He's my son. How old is he? I, I don't know. He's just our son. You knew when your son was born. 
There must be a day to give your life to Christ. Something happened. Say, I'm not sure. I'm, I've been around Roger. If you're not sure, today you get born again. <laughs> Hallelujah. So your testimony. What's the testimony? I met Jesus once I was blind, but now I see. That's the testimony. The man man I gather up in Mark 5, whom the Lord Jesus encountered and got him healed. He got so excited with being cleansed from uh, 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 the spirit that held him bound and made him crazy and all of that stuff. He said, Master, I want to follow you. Jesus said, no, 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 no. Don't follow me. Go to your friends and tell them what has happened to you. Go and be an evangelist. When you encounter God in church on Sunday morning, don't keep it to yourself. Go to your friends in the office. Tell them about what God did in Rogic. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see. The Lord who healed me emotionally will heal you. Come and see. The Lord who delivered me from all kinds of diseases in this house. Come and see. But you see, we get blessed. We get changed. We go out and come back. That's not fair. I almost want to say that's wicked, but I said that's not fair. You, you can't see something good somewhere and not tell people. Many people who are on GPA today are on account of those who are saying, come and see. One of our technical men shared with me some days ago how he informed his family of friends in Kaduna that we are now on radio. And they prayed and they said to him, ah, Malamo, you're very wicked though. You mean even enjoy this kind of thing all this way? You're just telling, me, you're just telling us now. You say, well, whenever you come, it's your own money. Join us. The point is that don't be blessed and not go to the world and tell them. Every Sunday, make a list of those who you're dragging to church. In the week, you're, you see, you must be strategic. In the week, you're like a hunter. You're like a fisherman. Who in this week am I going to hunt down? Who, 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 who? What mechanic? What gentleman? What lawyer? What? Who, who, who? You plan it. Have your tracks in your pocket, in your handbag. Your GPA IV cards. You're on a mission. Your salt. You know what? When salt gets into soup, it, it, you feel the impact. You can't see it. Light. You illuminate darkness when you step in. Please, I beg of you. Let's be deliberate and be witnesses. Let's engage. So the fire can burn. Then it becomes a lifestyle. Don't just look at tracts in church and throw them away. No. Ask for more. Ask for more. Seven days, have a plan. List of those who are not born again. Pray about them. On GPP, lift them up on the GPP altar. Pray about them. Then go and witness to them. It's easier than you think. Praise the Lord, somebody. Can we bow our heads where we are very quickly? My time is fast spent. Can we sincerely make a fresh commitment? We've heard so much in three, four days. We got excited. But it's now time to be practical and time to engage. To be real. To be real. The honeymoon is over. Let's live the life now. Let's be practical. Ask the Lord for grace. To engage. Lord, I make a fresh commitment as you help me. That this will become part and parcel of how I live. It's a new way to live. To express love to others around me. Many times it's informal. 
even giving gifts and loving them and praying for them. Then you witness. Let's pray that prayer. As we pray for ourselves, we pray for the entire local assembly. This fire will not go down. Father Lord, keep our heart ablaze. Ablaze. From tonight, Lord, give us grace to negotiate throughout the rain days of the week. Who to call? Who to reach out to? Which family? We know they're not saved yet. Ah, Lord, release that added grace to us. Oh, we give you the praise and the glory for it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. With our head still bowed. If you're in this room, you're not born again, unsure of your eternal salvation, eternal well-being, wherever you are, just stand on your feet wherever you are. I'll pray with you from where you are. Unsure or you are living a backslidden state. You know once, you made that confession, but you know, you break the gap. Break the gap. Not enjoying intimacy with the Holy Ghost anymore. You know so. Today the Lord is saying, come, 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 come. Will you stand wherever you are very quickly? Stand, stand wherever you are. Stand for Jesus. We stand for governors and bank and, and leaders. We stand for the Lord Jesus Christ unashamedly. Stand. God bless you, my sister. Wherever you are, don't be ashamed. It's all about you and your soul. God bless you, my brother. Wherever you are, secure your death. God bless you, sir. Secure your life and your destiny. Don't leave here. You, you'll be of all men most miserable. You have no excuse. No excuse whatsoever. Hallelujah. Stand where you are. Let's pray. Now, put your right hand on your chest. Very quickly. And pray with me. Front and back. I see people all over the hall. Right on your chest. Pray with me. Heavenly Father. Pray now, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I open the door of my heart as I invite you to be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me all of my sins. From this day, I turn my entire life into your hands for your safekeeping from now for all of eternity. I thank you because I am blood washed, born again, child of the living God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Still standing, I want to pray with you. Father, we rejoice with the heavens as heaven rejoices over this one's deliverance and their healings. We cover them with the precious blood of the Lamb. We declare and claim they will go forward and never go backward. And when the trumpet shall sound, none shall be found missing. We give you praise and glory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodheart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at r-h-o-g-i-c dot o-r-g. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.